get Trey Kinnear? Yep. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm just waiting on him to join. <laughs> and we in there like swimwear. All right, boys connected. Everybody good? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. All right, cool, cool, cool. Okay, awesome. All right, welcome to the Watch the Game podcast. Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, this is your host, Latrey Gant, um, along with my other co-host, Trey. Um, and we actually have a very nice guest of ours on today, um, a very good friend of mine, uh, Trey Bion. Um, He's going to join us today and uh, discuss our uh, topic today, which is going to be basically who's got next. You know, anybody that plays basketball knows you step on the court, you got to yell, hey, I got next. Um, so... Basically, it's going to be who's got next in the NBA? Who's going to be those guys that step up and take the mantle as being the next stars of tomorrow? Uh, once our childhood guys like LeBron, KD, Kyrie, Steph, you know, et cetera, uh, right off into the sunset. Um, so we're basically going to discuss who we got. Uh, we each got about two guys um, that we believe are going to be either the face of the league or be able to take that mantle moving forward as being um, those guys that take over. Um, so first, I'm going to start off with... Um, I'm going to start off with Trey, um, and he's going to discuss his two players and why he believes those guys basically got next. All right. All right. So, you know, I'm the the only person on this podcast whose government name is Trey. So, as as everybody will know, uh, we got three different young gentlemen here. Trey's uh, a crowd, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, we're actually going to change the name of the podcast going forward. We will not no longer be Watch the Game podcast. We will be uh, three as a crowd. Uh, so moving forward, let you know all that. So biggest thing here is young guys. So the biggest criteria that we had a little debate about is who is eligible, who's not eligible. So we basically dwindled it down and we decided that we were going to go in years of service. Um, just mainly because in basketball, you got the whole one and done thing that you still got some guys who uh, do a few years overseas, things of that nature. So my two guys are Giannis Antetokounmpo and Trey Young. So for Giannis, I don't really feel like I got to make that much of a point, but you guys know me. I'm going to do it anyway. So as of right now, Giannis is averaging 29 points a game. He's averaging 13 rebounds a game, and he has the number one PER in the league. Giannis is coming into a point in the league where he's so incredibly young yet so incredibly talented that we're we're honestly gonna what we thought about LeBron James at the point of him going to the finals for the first time we might very well see Giannis eclipse that this year Giannis could very easily not only go to the finals this year but he can also win the finals this year. He might be the favorite in the finals, regardless of who he plays. That's the Lakers. That's yep. the Celtics. You know, I mean, that's the uh, the the Clippers. You know, you could easily make a case for Giannis to be the favorite to win the MVP. So when when you t- when you talk about commonality. And what Giannis brings to the table. First off, the only thing Giannis doesn't bring to the table is a three-point shot. But even as it stands, but at least he tries. At least he tries. He bro. still tries. You know, yeah. he still at least pulls the trigger. <clears throat> so, right, just like Ben Simmons does not do it. 
And, you know, I've even witnessed games where Giannis actually hit, like, five threes in one game. I, I want to say that was actually against the Lakers. the Lakers. Yeah, yeah. yeah I want to say that was against the Lakers as well. So, you know, it's not as if he's afraid to do it. He's just not skilled enough to continuously do it on a consistent basis. So, uh, uh, it was said that he does have a type of Mamba mentality. Now, other players exhibited significantly harder. You know, you got your Devin Booker's. You know, you got your Kyrie Irving's, guys of that nature. But I think that Giannis has that that it factor. He has the game-changing factor. The only thing that might stop Giannis from truly taking the league all the way by storm is his market. Because he doesn't live in a market that uh, makes people want to come. You know, right. who thinks about going to Milwaukee? No one really wants to go to Wisconsin. Well, it's cold cheese, up there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, get some get some cheese and that's about it. But you know, Giannis, you might want to play with Giannis, but outside of that, you know, a lot of people really think about Milwaukee. But I think the only thing that might stop him is the market. But he's definitely young enough. He's definitely talented enough. I mean, he's you know, if I'm not mistaken, he's the youngest MVP ever outside of um, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah. So Giannis, he's that's the easy case. I was going to say, not to interrupt you, I want to say, I want to speak on that Mamba mentality because uh, me and Trey Beyond talk about that a lot. That's right. why Kobe was our guy. Um, and basically, what I like about Giannis is that Giannis has a take-no-prisoners attitude of like, I'm not working out with you in the summer. I'm not I'm not recording videos with you. Like, I'm here to kill. You know what I'm saying? And I was in the pre-show, we were talking about like, these guys these, nowadays, it's too, I hate to sound like an old head, but it's too patronizing. It's too much of I'm going to let you do you, I'm going to do me, and we're going to swap jerseys, sing Kumbaya after the game. Like We're going to hold and, hands. Yeah, like me and Trey, 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 Trey <laughs> we're talking about like them 08 finals, like Kobe, him and Paul Pierce, they going at it. Like two two studs, but they going at it. Like the 09 Western Conference finals, like him and Melo guarding each other. Like you have that mutual respect for each other, but it's like I'm not going to let you get off on me. And I just think Giannis, along with Devin Booker and all these other guys, they exhibit that that mama mentality that I think is missing from the league. And I think for Giannis, that really is something that I gravitate towards and why I truly mm-hmm. think he can be the face of the league. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I can understand where someone would want, like, oh, I love seeing my favorite players, you know, hang out and all that. Yeah, that's cool, I guess. But you know what I like? <laughs> I like, I like the Russell Westbrooks. Yeah. I like the Damian Lillards. You know, I like those guys. It's like, you know what? I don't need new friends. I got enough of those. Yeah. I'm trying to kill you. I like I like guys like Bradley Beal. They don't want to hang out with nobody. They don't want to work out with nobody. He's just trying to hoop. Right. So my, uh, my second guy is Trey Young. And I know a lot of people might think, oh, he's only going with Trey Young because he's from Georgia. He might be low-key a Hawks fan on the cool. Like, really not. <laughs> I really don't care about the Hawks. I've always not cared about the Hawks at all. The Hawks have fans? I didn't know that, man. Hey, look. i tell you right Besides now. Besides Quavo? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. I'm going to tell y'all right now. Say that in Atlanta. <laughs> hey, he rocking the Jeff T jersey. Let us know, man. You know what I mean? But, you know, I, I, I really like Trey Young because a um, long time ago when, you know, Davidson was not a household name, there was this guy named Steph Curry. 
And, you know, I just always really liked the way he played because it, it wasn't as if he was overboard athletic. It wasn't as if he was overboard quick or, you know, just explosive or anything like that. But, man, this guy was extremely skilled. And I'm not just talking about, oh, he can shoot from half court. I'm watching the way he dribbles, the way he crafts, the way he switches hands in the air, the way he manipulates the defense, the way he, you know, penetrates within the defense, the way he gets his other uh, teammates involved like this guy truly understands the game like he it's almost as if the game is on a rope to him and he's just flicking it just like a yo-yo and that first year I was like okay Trey Young's gonna come in the league he might be he might be a little decent now that first half of the first year was a little tough and it was like Summer okay <laughs> exactly and it was like you know what maybe he might be too small maybe he might be too short maybe he might not be athletic enough but then that second half Man, when I tell you this guy completely exploded on the league. And not only did he explode on the league the second half of his first year, he continued that momentum into his second year. It makes no sense for a second-year player to be averaging 29 points and nine and a half assists a game. Like, per game on a completely terrible team. So, I'm not sure... How much you guys know about the Atlanta Hawks? Can can either one of you name me three players on the Atlanta Hawks right now? Just uh, off the top of the dome. Trey Young, no, Cam no, Reddish. No, 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 Trey Young does not count. <laughs> so can you give me three players from the Atlanta Hawks? I know. That's okay. Uh, that's I know okay. Peter. I know Capella. Peter. That's, I know that's Peter. okay. I'm going to read the names to you. Vince Carter. Deont. Stop it. <laughs> hey Vince Carter, you had a great career, man. Yeah, shout out to Corona Vince Carter, man. Shout out to Vince. screwed up your 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 swan song, man. That that really sucked. And, and one day I'm going to do a show by myself about that. But whatever. So we got DeAndre Bigby, Charlie Brown, Clint Capella, Vince Carter, John Collins, Dwayne Demon, Bruno Fernando, Brandon Goodwin. Travion oh, Grant, God. Kevin Hinter, Jesus. DeAndre Hunter, Damian Jones, Scott S- Sky Lesavier. I can never say his name. I've tried it like a gajillion times. I can't Isn't say that his that name. big man? Yeah, oh, from oh, Kentucky. I, I thought it was uh, Lebizere. Lebizere. That's what it is. Sky Lebizere. Cam Reddish, Jeff Teague, and Trey Young. So, out of all of those players, please tell me the other all star. I'm gonna save you time. You can't. And somehow, some way, on this 20-win team, he averages 10 assists a game. Now, I'm not gonna bore you with the statistics and go through their shooting percentages, but I'm just gonna save you the time and say it's not good. So basically, Trey Young gets almost 10 assists a game, passing the ball to people that can't shoot. I think that's rather impressive. He's almost a 30 and 10 guy. Like, think about what it would be like to be a 30 and 10 guy. And he's a second year player that is almost doing that on a bad team. He's not on a team with all these shooting players. Like, it's not like he's just laced up with the Mike Millers and the, you know, Kyle Corvers and the Ray Allens. Dude, his best shooter is probably Jabari Parker. And Jabari Parker is hurt. So, oh, I forgot Jamari was on the team. Exactly. 
So let's wow. let's really take in in the context what Trey Young is truly doing right now in his second year on an absolutely dreadful team that's going to get a lottery pick. Granted, we don't even really know about the players that they're going to end up getting, and that might be a whole different discussion. But you know, I I, I think I think Trey's got it, man. Okay. Okay. Well, no doubt. So no doubt, Trey. He's definitely he's up there. He's a superstar, up and coming superstar in the league. Um, so I'm gonna have Trey Beyond go next. Um, he's gonna discuss his two guys and uh, what he thinks. All right. All right. So quick disclaimer for everyone: so you already know <laughs> I, I, I am a Kobe stand, but in the same breath, I'm I'm a I'm a realist. I, I do give objective points. Okay. So my first guy, and this is my probably my favorite player in the league, is Devin Booker. Now I know Devin Booker is only 23 years old, so he obviously fits the cutoff, and. I guess an indictment could be the fact that he has been going through plenty of like losing seasons. But obviously, if you mean if you look at the roster and, and the, the players he has around him, and the coaching, the inconsistency with coaching and ownership and things like that, you could kind of see reasons why. But like I said in the the, the pre uh, talk or whatever, what it, I'm sorry, whatever you guys want to call it, Devin Booker to me. Like his amount, his amount of skill at 23 years old is unmatched for any other young player in the league. Like the only, the closest thing you could say is Luca, which is I guess a little bit of a spoiler. But to <laughs> me, Devin Booker's skill level is unmatched, especially for a player who who plays the two in an extremely athletic league, who's not very athletic himself, very talented because he can not only score from literally every point on the floor, mid range, he can post up at 23. He shoots the three at a, a very good rate. He can, obviously, because he won the, the three-point contest. Mid-range, like I said. And even though he's not super athletic, he's still crafty enough to finish. And True. honestly, to be able to just average 26 on 49% shooting, and you're shooting mainly jumpers every night, to me, that's very impressive. And another thing that, that doesn't show up on the, the stat sheet is the fact that He's a dog. Like he dog. Booker has something in him that you can't teach. Yeah. He Booker has something in him that Andrew Wiggins that we all wish Andrew Wiggins oh, had. Oh my god. Because he has all the talent in the world. But it's just that dog that you can call it Mamba mentality, but it's just something that either you have it or you don't. And and he's got it. And he has he's got it. it. For sure. Like, but like I said, the only thing wrong with his situation is the situation. Is the players. It is the situation. The, the players around him. Now, he does have a couple pieces here and there. DeAndre Aiden averages like averages 19 and 12 on like 50, on 54% shooting. So, he's solid. He can stretch the floor and stuff like that. He does have Kelly Oubre, who nice. to me is slightly overrated. But he is nice. Like he's, he's nice. He, he is nice. But to have a player that talented, <laughs> that talented with that amount of dog in him. And like I said, he can score from everywhere. And he can facilitate because they do run him at point from time to time. Right. To me, the only thing he needs is a better situation and to play a little bit of defense. Okay, I'd like 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 Latre likes to say he don't he doesn't play no defense. He don't play no defense. That's just, <laughs> that's just effort. That's just effort. You can make anybody play defense. That's that's right. But to me, that that is that's my number one guy. Okay. Now for my second guy, I'm going with Luca. Now I wouldn't always on the. The Luka hype train, obviously, because, you know, they're comparing him to Larry Bird and yeah. LeBron and all these other people when he really hasn't done anything yet. So that's just to be fair. 
Right. But to be a, a second year player averaging 29, 9, and 9. Right? Yeah. 29, 9, and 9. Like, you're, you're basically putting up LeBron numbers in your second year in the league. Past LeBron numbers. LeBron didn't do that. Nah, LeBron never did. Exactly, but LeBron's doing it now. No, LeBron never did when Lucas doing it right now. Not 29, 9, <laughs> Now, granted, I'm not a huge efficiency guy. I know he's doing it on 46% from the field. To me, that's impressive enough. And another thing, like I said, the level of skill. You have a a white guy. We're going to call him a white guy in a predominantly black league. And he's dominating. And he's doing it with nothing but pure skill. Because if you watch Luka, if you watch the game, you would know. It, it, it's just pure, pure skill. He's actually probably one of the slowest people on the court at all times. <laughs> but he's cooking. But he's cooking you. Slow cooking you. Right. Slow cooking you. Slow roasting. <laughs> Step backs. All of that. And he'll finish up the rim. Now, he... All right, athleticism is like I said, it's questionable, okay? But he can still finish at the rim, and I think what really makes Luca special is the fact that you could you could honestly call him transcendent because uh-huh. prior to him joining the Mavericks, the season before they were twenty four and fifty eight. This year, before the Corona situation happened, I know they were seven C, but it is the West, and they had a record of forty and twenty seven, and. Like I said in the the pre-talk show, he was that just, a literal flip? Oh wow! Okay, that's impressive. His second best player is to me I, when I watch Porzingis compared to who he was prior to him getting hurt on the Knicks. He looks seventy-five percent of who he was when he was wearing white and orange. To me, to me personally, we so to be doing that as a seven seed and early in the year you were in MVP talks in your second year. With number with LeBron number one, to me that's that's special. I yeah, you can't deny that up and coming greatness. That was fire. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Luca is. Um, I'm not as high on Luca as other guys are. Um, but uh, Man, he just sold no me. I want to change my guy. Shoot. <laughs> nah, nah. I like Luca, <laughs> but I think he's a. I think we need to calm down a little bit on some of the comparisons. But no doubt, he's an up and coming guy. Um, so now, yeah. So now on to me. Uh, my two guys are going to be uh, very simple to me. Um, it's it's two guys that you know they get the job done. This is simple as that. You may not like it. It may not be flashy, but they get the job done. Uh, so my first guy is going to be Zion Williamson, man. Um, and I know a lot of people may think that's a cop out, but look, when I watch Zion, I see a athletic Charles Barkley, and, I, and and people need to understand. I know people look at Charles now and be like, there's no way Charles is athletic. But please go watch Charles with the Phoenix Suns early in his heyday. An absolute freak of nature in a small ball era. So uh, Zion, to me, is more athletic than Charles is. And the reason Zion is my guy is that Zion not only has the game, but he has the expectations that other guys don't have. The only other guy that I would compare expectations to is a Luka. Because when Luka came in, it's like, okay, Luka's overseas dominating, but can he come to the league and dominate? And Zion kind of had the same issue of like, yeah, he's been cooking people in high school. We've been seeing this high school mixtape since he was a freshman. And it's like, yeah, he's been doing that in high school. And then he goes to Duke. It's like, okay, well, can he do it at Duke against, you know, semi-grown men? And then he dominates at Duke. Now, granted, he did have a lot of talent around him. And granted to me, he has the greatest college coach of all time coaching him in Coach K. Um, but he translated well to the college game from high school. And then the question was, well, can you do that against grown men? 
I know a lot of y'all watched Skip and Shannon Undisputed. And Shannon was questioning, like, you know, you can do that against, you know, Kansas State, but are you going to do that against, you know, <laughs> you know, Tyson Chandler? And he came in the league and he was doing it. Like, he averaged 24 points a game on 56% shooting. Now, mind you, this guy is coming off a – he had knee surgery. You know, so it's not like he came in the league fresh. He came in with a minutes restriction. You know, Alvin Gentry really wanted to make sure that they uh, protected their investment, which I think obviously is smart. Um, but his ability to rim run, I think, is very impressive. His ability to block shots. His very first game, he had four threes, which I don't think anybody's seen coming. I mean, I didn't. I knew he could shoot it a little bit. He has kind of like a catapult set shot um, that he has. But, I mean, it goes in. Hey, you know, it's like Sean Marion if it. <laughs> If it goes in, don't you know? Don't try to fix it. Um, but like I said, his ability to rim run, his ability to protect the paint, and he's all doing this. And let's be honest, what is Zion? Six five, six six, without shoes. You know, six six maybe. Six six, yeah. So he's like a Draymond with athleticism, and like his ability to really allow the Pelicans to go small ball, which is something that you know the league is transcending more towards as a small ball era. I think he's the prototypical five. He can play the five. But he can also run point guard. You know, he's, he's six seven, six eight, and he can run the point guard position because he did it in high school. He has great ball handling skills. And uh, if anybody plays two K, me and Trey don't do a lot. Hey, he got the eighty six ball control, man. He got some pro dribble moves. <laughs> and he can get to the rim, but he got not only did he got the dribble moves, he got the Hall of Fame posterizer too. So don't don't jump with Zion because you will you will get on the poster. And I know it's pretty lame what Reggie Miller says, but you will be welcoming to your Kodak moment if you try <laughs> to jump with Zion Williamson. Um, so that's my guy. Like I said, I think he not only, like I said, not only the skill level, but just the hype that he had coming into the league. And to me, he's more than delivered. His first game was the most watched game in the NBA this year. And that's a lot saying when LeBron's on the Lakers, you know, uh, Kawhi and Paul George are on the Clippers. You got Luka doing this thing. You know, the Nets were coming back with Kyrie. So all these stars, you know, is basically the return of the duos. Um, and for him to have the highest game, to me, he was the most anticipated rookie since LeBron James. Um, and to me, he's more than delivered his fair share. So I'm, I'm more than happy to see. And I want to see what he does in the future. Uh, now, my next guy is a little bit of a – he's a tough one, man, to most people. And that's my guy, Joel Embiid. Now, Joel Embiid is 26. Now, <laughs> now and, and the reason Trey signed over there, he's a Sixers fan, so I can pretty much, I know the pain that he's feeling there. And the reason Joel is my second guy is he's another guy that when I watch, he reminds me so much of Hakeem. Just his skill level, his ability to have not only a go-to move, but a counter move. Me, me and... Um, Trey be on talk about this all the time about big men with no post game. Like they're just taught the rim run. But this guy not only has, like I said, a go to move, he has a counter move. He has a dream shake. He can make his free throws. He can shoot the outside jumper. Now he does get a little bit too happy with the three point shot. <laughs> that's something that I wish he would get his big butt on the block more often. But I think that's more of a personal issue. He doesn't want to uh, uh, counteract with Ben Simmons not being able to shoot. So he feels like he has to be the shooter on the team. Um, which is coaching uh, Brett Brown, uh, but that's another issue for another day. Uh, but like I said, his skill level, he just reminds me of Hakeem so much. The only thing with, with Joel and B, like I said, he can block shots, is his health. It's as simple as that. If the guy would take care of his health, get in shape, I mean like real physical shape, um, to me he could be the best player in the league. And 
in a league that's dominated predominantly by guards, point guards, and wings, to be a, a seven-foot guy that can be the best player in the league, where I compare it to almost when Dwight Howard, you can make the argument in 2009, Dwight Howard in a league of Kobe prime, LeBron prime, D-Wade prime, Paul Pierce still playing, uh, that Dwight Howard was the best player in the league. You could make that argument, and people wouldn't laugh at you. And that's where I think Joel and B truly could be from the offensive and defensive end of the floor. It's just a matter of health with him um, and want to. He's another guy that I think the dog mentality is uh, missing with him because he's had it so easy growing up. But uh, I think if he puts all the tools in his toolbox together, I think we are looking at another Hakeem Olajuwon where he can do whatever he wants on the floor and there's pretty much nothing you can do about it. I really, really, really don't want to engage on that at all. More so because (laughs) the amount of emotions that run through me while everything you said was so incredibly accurate is the reason I did not pick Joel Embiid. (laughs) He could literally be the best player in the entire NBA. And what would make it even worse is the fact that if he could stay healthy, there would be no player in the league that could stop him. Giannis couldn't even stop him. LeBron can't stop him. Kawhi can't stop him. Anthony Davis can't stop him. Carl Anthony Towns can't stop him. I don't care who you name, they cannot stop him. You know who stops Joel Embiid? Shirley Temple. Shirley (laughs) Temple and Chick-fil-A stop Joel Embiid literally every single night he plays basketball. And I, Philly I, I got the steak and shake. Oh my goodness. He's going, he's going to Max's. He's going to Geno's. He's doing the <laughs> most. And it's like he could be such he could be the he could be the he could easily win the MVP while simultaneously winning the defensive MVP mm-hmm. in the same year. He could he could do some Michael Jordan stuff from a big man perspective. But the injuries, like I it's, I just can't get around it, man. And you yeah. know, even if we put all all six of the players that we put into this to this pot, if we put them all on the blacktop and we said, "Check up, y'all playing twenty one." If I had to pick out of all these players to win, I would actually pick Devin Booker. I would too. The reason I would pick Devin Booker is exactly what uh, Travion said. He has the ability to score from literally any spot on this floor. It doesn't even matter how far away he is. Now, what I would say is the biggest drawback for Devin Booker will be the fact that he is not a very efficient player. And that could bite him more so in the way that it will bite a Kobe Bryant. Now, now keep in mind, I'm not saying Kobe Bryant's not an outstanding player one of the best players ever but the thing that kept Kobe from winning seven championships instead of five was his inefficiency so that's where where Devin Booker kind of loses me there what do you guys think? I disagree on that. I, I disagree on that. We, me and Trey, as Kobe stands, as you can call <laughs> us, we had these discussions on multiple occasions about Kobe. And my argument for the people that say he's inefficient or played inefficient is that, first of all, his stats, uh, you have to cut uh, his pre, basically his pre-prime. and then The first three years, yeah. 
Yeah, in, in his last three years. It, when you really cut those out, he was pretty much a 28 per, per game score on about five assists, about six rebounds, on about 47% shooting. And to me, me Fabio had his, Yeah, the, 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 nah, the advanced stats is still 47. But but you have to understand, like, like we say, you have to understand, one, Devin Booker falls into this, too. It's the style of shots that Kobe took. It was more... Kobe Kobe would rather take a fadeaway jumper over two people instead of passing the ball to Smush Parker to shoot a wide open three. You can argue the semantics of whether or not that's good. I or would not. say that was a that's, better shot though. Right. But I'm saying, but that's where Kobe Kobe gets that uh they call him the best bad shot taker in the league. It's like Kobe's shot chart per se was different than anybody else. So the inefficiency thing to me, um, I don't buy too much into that one because he was very efficient for his era. Uh, the era that he played in. Also, the offense that he played in, the triangle, um, it's a lot of mid-range jump shots. I mean, if Kobe played, we talk about this all the time with Harden, if Kobe played in a spread pick and roll like Mike D'Antoni allowed Steve Nash and allowed James Harden to do, and you said, hey, Kobe and Shaq, I'm going to need y'all to play pick and roll, Robert Horry, Derek Fisher, and, um, you know, uh, Horace Grant, you sit in the corners, and then when they help on Kobe and Shaq, we're going to kick it to you for a three. Kobe and Shaq would have both averaged 28 to 30 points a game on 56, 57% shooting. That's just not the offense that they ran. Now, I'm not arguing, you know, Michael Jordan ran the same offense and was more efficient. I'm not going to argue that. But I think when people knock Kobe or Devin Booker or like Trey said, Trebion said, even a Devin, uh, a Luka Doncic, to me, 46% shooting and you're shooting step back threes, you're shooting, you know, uh, uh, mid-range jump shots. To me, if James Harden, who's a career 45% shooter, if he's considered efficient and Kobe shot the same percentage, if to me, they got to be the same. Apples and apples. You can't, uh, to me, you can't have both. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. What do you think, Trevion? Trevion? <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, I, I would I, I would definitely say that um, in comparison to with James Harden, I'll say that James Harden he scores way more points. But I understand what you're saying. You know, as far as the error is concerned, uh, as far as the overall situation is concerned, I will say that uh, Kobe Bryant is the best tough shot maker ever, 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 ever. So, um, I, I, I get it. I, I would just say that as far as efficiency goes, you know, I'm, I'm a huge LeBron guy. So, efficiency actually matters a lot to me. Uh, how many yeah. shots are you taking? How many shots are you making? And more so, how many shots are you taking away from other players? Uh, granted, you know, LeBron pretty much is the system, whatever system he wants it to be. He's like Peyton Manning in basketball. So, there is no triangle. There is no pass and cut and all that other crap. Pick and roll. It's whatever LeBron decided to do on that play. That's what we did. Oh, Tra- I think Trayvon is back. Um, uh, we were discussing um, Kobe. You know the knock that he's inefficient. You know, I know me. And you had those discussions all the time. You know about that. So, I'm not, uh, Trey, are you there? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think he. I think he's out of there. Exactly. Yeah, I think, yeah, okay. But yeah, we we, yeah, we, so, we just gonna tough it out. Yeah, most definitely. And like I said, I just think 
and one thing I know, um, and we're gonna have a show about this about yeah, okay, they kicking my butt. We had a show about this with the um, analytics, and it's gonna be a show coming up about I believe analytics have ruined basketball because right. I think people are looking, people are looking at um, analytics as a cop out, um, right. in the sense of that. To me, I looked at it in the advanced stats. Kobe Bryant and Tim Duncan both shot fifty-one percent on true shooting percentage. Right. You know right. that counts free throws. So you know, and people, I don't hear people saying Tim Duncan was inefficient. So sure. you know, I just think, I just think that people are looking at numbers and not looking at the context. And that was the point of our podcast: is watch the game and understand, you know, Absolutely. what's going on. Absolutely. You know. So I want to, I want to dive more into. Um, your first guy and what what about him was the real like trigger like what was it that said like this is next uh, as far as Zion yeah like like um, what, just, what about Zion really says like you know this guy is next just more of um it's kind of like I said it's more the hype train it's like Zion it was like we knew about Zion four or five six years ago you know, we, we heard about him in the, in the up-and-coming um, ranks. You know, Ball is Life, the YouTube channel. It's like, okay, who's this kid Zion? And as you watch him, it's like watching a kid grow. It's like, okay, you see him as a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. And then he's been dominating at every level. And then, like I said, he, um, he comes over to uh, Duke. And it's like, okay, can he do that against those guys? And he did it. And to me... I'm a big guy on box office. I'm a big guy on yeah. Um, I, I'm a big guy when I when I come to see you. I should be I should feel like I'm getting a treat, you know. And that's there's very few guys like that. Like you can be a feel great like you player, stole the but tickets. Not, right, right. You could be a great player, but not be box office. To me, that's why I put more credit to guys like a LeBron James, a Kobe, a James Harden, those type of guys because. Not only are you being a great player, when I come to see you, I'm coming to see LeBron. I'm not coming to see the Cleveland Cavaliers at the time. When I come see Kevin Durant, I'm not coming to see the Oklahoma City Thunder. And and that type of thing is where Zion, I think he's going to transcend the sport to where he's going to be a guy known by one name. How many guys are known by one name? You know, right. LeBron, Kobe, you know, Shaq. It's like nobody calls him Shaquille O'Neal. It's just Shaq. You know, nobody calls... Uh, LeBron, LeBron, you know, or I'm sorry, nobody calls him LeBron James. It's just Braun, you know, so that right. he's going to be known on that first name basis where it's just Zion. Oh, it's Zion. You know, who who, who are we watching tonight? Zion. And Zion. everybody knows who <laughs> you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? And that type of um, box office appeal is something that I think a lot of these guys are missing. You could be a great player. But if you don't have that box office appeal, to me, you you are, aren't considered a super superstar because now you're just another good player. And to me, part of being a superstar is being a role model. It is showing up every night, and it is okay. being an ambassador for the league. To the point. Okay. So you're you're adding in those those outside those outside. Oh, Trey Oh, Trey's back. Yeah, yeah. So those those outside factors are part of being a superstar because the reason I. LeBron, you know, we've had a discussion on LeBron. The reason to me LeBron is above a lot of guys in superstar status is because LeBron is a face of the league and he doesn't get in trouble and he allows the, the league to grow and that he's the focal point number whether you want to see him win or see him lose. He's the focal point of the league 
and every day you know you're going to get something and to me that's very important when i discuss who's a superstar in this league because a lot of guys don't want to take that responsibility like a la charles barkley saying i'm not a role model some guys just want to hoop and that's fine but to me if you want to be considered on a jordan level a lebron a kobe you got to be all encompassing and all encompassing in one player agree true so what's up what you what you got trey i know you missed uh Probably the best part of the whole discussion of us discussing Kobe Bryant and you know the mentality and all that stuff. But uh, what do what do you got for either one of the guys that we named? I'm more so out of the guys that both of y'all named. I, I would probably go with Giannis. Now I do like Zion. He plays yeah. in my city uh, from New Orleans, but okay, he just. I have a few concerns with Zion, mainly because hey, when you when you go into Louisiana, you go into New Orleans, you going to eat. All right, so it's already hard enough for him to you know, <laughs> keep his weight down and stay in shape. Because hey, when, when we when we go home, I come back extra ten pounds heavier. So to to just thick for him to be at the weight that he already is. Now he is athletic, of course. Like I said, my only concern is his weight and how it will affect his athleticism as he goes because he's 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 so young that he really hasn't had I guess a chance to develop his game outside of dunking the ball and you know what you would call scraps you know uh, catching the ball off a board and going back up and things like that he doesn't really have a go-to move so exactly dirty work so for him to not be able to manage his weight and stuff like that at this age is a, is a little bit scary. So that's the only my only concern with him. Yeah, and that's the same concern I had with Zion as well. You know, I would sit here and you know talk to my wife about it, and you know I'll say, man, this guy is extremely talented. Like she doesn't even truly watch basketball like that, but you know, even when he was at Duke, she would talk about, hey, is, is that is that one guy playing? Is he gonna be on the game? So we will watch him, and then she'll say, babe, he looks kind of big. And I was like, yeah, he actually looks way bigger than he <laughs> needs to be. And, you know, I, I always knew that injuries um, concerns were going to come. So, you know, if he can get down to maybe like 240, I'm not even saying he needs to come down to like 210 or anything. Come down to like 240, 245-ish, because he's at like, what, 280, 275? Yeah, 285 is what you know, he's last month. Yeah, that's way too big to be – Jumping the way he does want to be that height too. He doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't have the height to carry it. You know, yeah. it'd be different so, if he was seven foot. He comes down to like two forty, two thirty five ish. Oh my goodness! Because he's not going to lose that much power. You know, I mean, he's already absurdly strong now. You know, but yeah, I definitely agree that the injuries is is the biggest concern. Because man, I tell you like this: it's two things they love down there in New Orleans. They love the party. They love to eat. Oh yeah, whew! Uh, that's that's some, some good eating. Eating <laughs> <laughs> that on the daily. But uh, you know, we we can. Uh, I feel like everybody made some some pretty good points. I, hopefully, we all get to see all these things come to fruition, man. I, I really hope that you know, God forbid, that these any of these players really get injured going forward in their careers, man. I'm really excited, especially with guys like like your Devin Bookers. You know, Giannis are so incredibly young and so gifted that I, I really hope that they don't get the 
you know, the early Grant Hill treatment and end up getting heard. And we're, it's just like, we just did this podcast and, you know, our children aren't even going to know who Trey Young or Devin Booker or Zion Williams are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no, because we lying. We lying. Look, man, I'm sorry. The same way they lie for Wilt, we lying for our guys. So, <laughs> I'm going to tell them, Zion averaged 50 points and 50 rebounds <laughs> on 82% shooting. <laughs> and nobody yeah, Kobe scored 102. They be lying on Wilt. <laughs> yeah, nobody recorded it, man. Nobody remember be, that game. Yeah, they be lying on Wilt, man. I'm sorry. Come on, man. Man, you can say what you want to say about Wilt. I'll tell you like this. He averaged 50, okay? It's in the record books. It's fine. Yeah. You can say what hey. you want. Hey, I'm not big into the plumbers argument, but hey, man. He might have been, <laughs> been hooping it. against he might have been hooping against some mailmen, but that's not but shout out to little man, Dominic Force. Um, I feel it, man. Yeah, so uh, you know, I want to thank Trebion uh for joining us today on the podcast. Um he will become a regular on here. Um we, we definitely have some different discussions coming up. Like I said, um, coming in shortly, I'm, I don't know for sure what our next episode is going to be. I'll, I'll be honest with you guys. Um, but it is definitely going to be basketball related. I know last week we had the George Floyd podcast. Um, but that was just something we felt really needed to be addressed. But, you know, for moving on now forward, it should be pretty much all sports related uh, basketball content. But we are going to branch out into other aspects. So could be music, could be football baseball you know whatever you guys want to listen to uh so i just want to keep you guys in the loop regarding that um but like i said i do appreciate you guys taking a listen um to our podcast today uh just make sure you guys like i said share uh, give us a five-star review on apple itunes as it really helps uh get us in the recommended so once again shout out to trey shout out to trey beyond for uh joining us today and you guys stay safe out there and once again thank you for uh listening to the watch the game podcast and uh, you guys have a good one And we out. And we out. You guys have a good one, man.